Hello, everyone, and welcome to a present, future, past episode. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a little, little jump outside of the the, the narrative flow, and we're going to be seeing how Claire gets back to Stringersburg with Horatio. So, with me today is Jubal Sloan, aka Claire, aka Powder Girl. So, last we left Claire in this particular spot was past had infiltrated into Future's realm, attacked, and uh, Puppeteer was booted out of Future's realm, left there. Uh, was the 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 piece of metal that looked like it was from uh, Horatio's armor that he had said that he had traveled into and and found one thirty eight in this other world this other microverse type deal and told Claire that one thirty eight came from his world into Stringersburg so it was a possible gateway and. Claire and Horatio avoided most of the the fighting, not all of it, but a good chunk of it, and were trying to find how they could access this to get back. So, what would Claire's workflow plan of attack to this whole thing kind of be? So, her approach for working with Horatio and the, you were talking about the immovable object, right? That uh, Fergus found. Uh, Fergus qu couldn't lift it. His telekinesis was unaffected, but you could pick it up. No problem. And what's Horatio's reaction to it when I showed it to him? He, he didn't seem to blink. It's about to, it, it's kind of this gold brassy kind of color about the length of your forearm uh and it's kind of like a flat tube almost like what you would kind of okay. imagine like uh the end of a piece of exhaust or something like that would look like so so it's it's, it's hollow like a tube not just like a like a loaf of bread but right. like it actually has a circle in the middle of it yeah interesting and it's pretty light like it's not amazingly light or anything but it's mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's you know it doesn't have a ton of heft to it well claire's certainly well equipped enough to do uh um uh, both intellectually and in her laboratory uh well equipped enough to do some pretty standard like what elements are in it is there a molecular compound that she can study i'm guessing both of those don't yield anything meaningful I'm not sure, but give me a science roll. Okay. Uh, mute or mute mess. Uh, Prowlers and Paragons also has an alternative. If you don't want to okay. roll, you can take. If you don't want to risk rolling, you can take uh, half of your dice pool, and those are auto successes. Oh, round it up or round it down? Round it up. Round it up. You round. Right, well, five successes. Okay. So, sci so science rolls here hereafter are five successes. All right. 
let me convert my or look at my handy dandy chart that I got here. Let's see, five, a threshold of five would be bypass a my magical or ultra high tech security system, convince someone to dramatically change political or religious beliefs, detect something beyond the ordinary range of human sensory range, hack a magical or ultra tech computer system, perform acrobatics like a monkey or a squirrel. That's a very, those are very unusual animals to use as a comparison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like you could maybe I don't know I mean not that those aren't agile creatures but um, perform with grace of a Cirque du Soleil performer in a well rehearsed maneuver like ah there we go uh, what what exactly are you are you trying to to find out about this um, step one is not what does it do but what is it what is it okay so yeah the, the question is like uh What's its elemental composition? Uh, if it's a molecule, what is the molecule? What's its structure? Um, is it an alloy of some sort, since it seems metallic? And then I have some other ideas of what to test after that, but those are the first ones. Like, what is its mass? Because she's going to approach it from a very, like, uh, science-y standpoint first. Right. She's going to be like, oh, let's quantify what this is. This is weird. Fergus is weird, so him not being able to move it doesn't mean it's necessarily yeah yeah good or bad it just means fergus is weird so so you start looking at this thing and you're trying to suss out the different parts of it and uh you know start from the ground up the the basic chemical compounds and all that good stuff and you you quickly rule out that it's anything terrestrial based from from your earth like there there are elements in this that you're not quite sure what they are you don't know if it's alien tech you know uh, otherworldly materials that just aren't found on earth or if this is some uh you rule out that it's it's not magical and it's not it's not science in the way that you typically understand science like this okay. is um like you feel like there's something more to it you're not quite exactly sure this feels mm -hmm. slightly tech based like you don't know if this is uh, a singular piece of a device or if this is an entire device unto itself. Uh, that makes sense. The, the like, is, this, is this a part of something else? Like, Yeah, yeah. Like You can't really tell. This and, isn't and, a computer, it's a motherboard. So it does something, but... Yeah, and, and you're looking at Horatio's suit that's made out of the same stuff. And but it doesn't look like it fits on it. It doesn't look like a piece fell off or if there's some like indentation or anything like that that oh. this would fit onto. Huh. Yikes. That was a terrible roll on a whole lot of dice. Uh oh. Yeah, Horatio is kind of looking over your shoulder and he just kinda 
Hmm. And he he walks over to your fridge and starts to make himself some food. She says to him, "What?" Oh, nothing. Just thought I had something, but I guess I don't. Come on, you really don't know what this is. Well, and he he gestures to himself to to the suit that he's wearing. I know what this is, but that's, uh, it might be something different. Not quite sure. Why don't you tell me more about what it is? What your suit is? Tell me more about this. Oh, this, this little toy, this was, this was a, a gift that I found long time ago to deal with. All of the uh, problems back home that you and Daddy left for everyone. So you, f- where did you find it? Claire's not letting this go. Oh, I found it in some dusty warehouse, locked away in some some corner of the world. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The material, at least, and then everything else I, I fashioned together. So you you composited that? Yeah. You built that? Yeah. So tell me more about it. Why am I bothering setting this if you know more about this and you're not telling me? He just smiles real big. He's like, I was just letting you have your fun, Mommy. She, she can't help but look disgusted at him. So, what, what do now you want that I've had my s- fun, what do you want me to say that, I don't know, what did, uh, what did old daddy say to you? What information did he give you? Oh, so I don't, he's, so I'm uh, not redundant. We, we both know his, uh, information levels are a little bit underwhelming at times. Mm. He doesn't like, quite seem to grasp exactly the immediacy of what we're dealing with here. I like to think that his viewpoint is widely askew. How so? Well, he likes to see everything as broken or sad. And that's the same way he looks at technologies, the same way he looks at people. I'd say that's true. It's pretty pathetic. Arguable, yeah. So, this. Tell me more about this. Well, if you want to get into specifics, it's a... uh, Get into specifics. All right. It's a (laughs) multi-integrated, phase-shifting, polymorphic structure that allows me to absorb with infinite knowledge the uh, amount of uh, data of any biological signal around me. Well, that's incredibly powerful. Claire Isn't says it? following every word that he said. Yeah. So So the value of that seems pretty uh pretty versatile to say the least, don't you think? <clears throat> uh, just a little bit. I mean, it took me some years to 
figure out how to interface with it and get it to do what I want, but this is just uh, what I was happy with. I'm sure it does a lot more. Well, let's start with that. Let's start with how you interfaced with it. <sighs> well, let's, Show me this. let's see what survived and see what we can cobble together. Great. So you guys walk out of your little kind of underground bunker in this secondary town in Future's Realm. And it looks like when you see uh, footage on a tornado where some buildings and structures are completely untouched right next to ones that have been completely decimated. Woof. Yeah. And the the city where you saw like the moon kind of apparate or the, you know, the small planetoid kind of apparate into the sky and crash into the city. The city looks untouched from, from this distance, at least Horatio kind of looks at it through almost bored, lidded eyes. Like, well, I guess we can see if my little headquarters is still up. Shall we? Yeah, let's go. Okay. He. She says a little impatience. He coming through just a just a bit. Yeah. He. Let's hold, okay. He holds let's out go. a hand to you. I guess you take it, and you yeah, feel this. So. You feel this odd. Take his fucking hand. <laughs> uh, you feel this odd sensation, like you're being turned inside out from the stomach oh. first. Um, <laughs> But then, with a weird jolt and a little bit of vom in your mouth, you're standing in a a structure that you're not familiar with. Uh, huh. Very nice, very clean. You see a handful of individuals of varying sorts, alien-esque, running around hurriedly, looking like they're getting armed. Oh, like something's wrong. It seems that way, yeah. And Horatio just looks at you and kind of sees them and looks back at you, shrugs. Welcome to my home. What's happening? Oh, I'm sure they're running around trying to take care of something that's in here or something like that but something that's in here yeah probably he kind of he closes one eye and makes makes an odd face lifts an eyebrow ah <sighs> about 40 stories up it looks like there's some kind of big creature up there that's wrecking house and Killing a bunch of people, but we're going the other way. We don't need to... Eh, I'd be fine. If it comes our way, then we'll take care of it. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay, let's go. He just kind of looks at you. He, he stops for a second and cuts his eyes, and he's just like... Uh, how would he say this? Shit. I'm just going to paraphrase it. He he cuts his eyes to you and 
The first part of looking at something objectively is being dispassionate about it. You taught me that. Well, that... I guess that does sound like me, doesn't it? Grand! He catch you a big smile. Let's go. This fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys walk down some wide corridors, and, and at first you think you're inside a building, but then the space kind of starts to open up. And the pillars start getting real tall. It feels more like an open space, but you still notice there's a roof over you. And you Aww. keep walking, and then eventually the roof cuts out, and you see this giant, probably three, four hundred story tall building, and you see the sky above. Have you seen uh, Judge Dredd? The good no. one? The new one? Okay. No. The but, new one? No, I haven't. Okay, I saw the old bad one, but yeah. I haven't seen the new good one. Yeah. Okay, have you have you read the comics or anything about the mega mega blocks? Not really. Not okay, really. and yeah, like three four hundred story scale. Like these are entire cities that are built into a single like building. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's one of those. It's yep. a it's a vertical city basically. Yep. And he wants to do what exactly? Uh, he's just walking. He's just like, do to do to do like this is no big deal. <laughs> okay. I mean, presumably Claire's been to places like this, though. Uh, no, this is the only oh. this is the only place like this in Future's Realm. And this is like Horatio's oh. place that only certain people get into. Okay. And everyone else is fucking terrified to come even like close to it. And you've just probably, I don't know if you've never had interest or were never invited, like you were never able to get into this. So this well, is presumably the- she's been busy. Like, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the takeaway I always had of this of this time period in her life is that she's just been like she's not had a moment to think like it's that it's just sort of been like like whatever time she has, she's she's been focusing on just, you know, she's she's an introvert. So yeah. so having her time of just like. No, I'm just gonna have my head down and work rather than try to go explore and and solve the problems. She wants to solve it uh, herself. Yeah, she wants to kind of compute out of it. Just be like, okay, how can I figure out a way to outsmart this whole system? Because I think she is a little intimidated by the time control that future has, because yeah. that's very alien and very scary. Yeah, and the so only other very alien and very scary to Absolutely. be around. And the only other structure that's larger than this is the uh, monolith slash obelisk that Future sits on in the middle of the city. Right. So he's he's a, he's an intimidating figure. Yeah, yeah. He's a very intimidating figure. Yeah. So while Claire is brave, she's not stupid. So right. But yeah, you guys walk for probably thirty minutes. Adam, he doesn't break past a leisurely stroll. We, you know, we don't have to take our time. No, we absolutely don't. And he just keeps. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy. This fucking guy. (laughs) All right. So she, she begrudgingly 
and annoyedly, you know, while while looking around, while trying to take in the sights of where she is, continues to follow him. Yeah, and occasionally he'll like hum to himself or whistle a couple of lines. Uh, yeah, just seems totally relaxed. But eventually, you guys get to you go up a couple of hundred floors the this door opens up and it's just you don't know how this floor is like physically possible you don't see any pillars you don't see any supports of any type but it's the same you know 20 feet 30 feet that these other floors you've gone through are tall but it seems like it's the entire circumference of this building which is like huh you know gargantuan fi- five to ten city blocks just just like a kind of a difficult to comprehend Ooh, amount of yeah yeah base yeah like you get up here and you're like oh crap this building's gonna fall on us kind of deal like, like like it doesn't seem like it the it would support the roof exactly yeah but there is there's not a lot of stuff here and most of it's often in a distance to some extent so you can kind of only pick pick up bits and pieces but it's you know at, at one point you see like a holographic terminal that makes you think it's some type of computer uh, another one you see some really archaic old school like medical equipment huh you see the old uh the archimedes laser still you know with the big uh, looking glasses that you know supposedly could burn ships i don't know if you're familiar with that story no i'm i'm pretty sure i'm calling it the right thing i might i might be wrong it's archimedes something but it was supposedly a series of of mirrors and uh glass lenses that was used oh, okay. as a weapon that could like burn ships like a like a greek yeah. legend sort of thing yeah kind of like greek okay. fire so in real in real life in real life yeah yeah uh, that's cool yeah so you just see uh, this collection of odd stuff but it's all scientific based to a certain extent and then you get to a table and it's it's dusty uh, looks like it hasn't been used in a while, and it's full of this odd assortment of what looks like has been jerry-rigged together, old seventies and eighties, uh, like voltage meters and uh, you know things with tube capacitors, and it doesn't look very high tech at all. You know, uh, imagine an old Magnavox store from the 80s, like how boxy okay. and, and the old, like, fake wood paneling stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, big knobs, everything is analog. And you notice, you know, all this stuff is kind of wired together in, in an odd assortment of ways. But kind of in the middle, it jumbled under a bunch of wires and everything, you do see a small what looks like crystal uh like rectangular shape 
slightly bluish, but you, you're not really sure oh. it's under a bunch of dust. He steps in front of it. Ta-da! I'm honestly surprised nobody came in here and fucked everything up. Okay, so... Um, Claire doesn't want to ask. Claire's a little annoyed at him. And so she takes a look around and using her understanding of such things, tries to piece together what she's looking at. Okay. Give... Rather, rather, than try to, rather than try to give him the satisfaction of gloating and generally being obnoxious, mm -hmm. she, <laughs> she will instead try to figure it out her own damn self. Uh, yeah, give me a uh, technology. It, you can either... Uh... Uh, that'll be... I'll use that half rule again. That's five successes. Okay. You get what everything does you get how he's running and it looks like all of these machines are acting as some type of uh, capacitors or buffers of some sort okay. uh, to like uh, regulators to, to make sure that uh, like an energy are, are, flow. Are they, what they appear, are they what they appear to be? Like, are they just, is it just old ass stuff or is it stuff that looks like old ass stuff? It is old-ass stuff that has been brilliantly modified. Oh, okay. Like, everything has been soldered and sawed and welded and put back together in not its orig original configuration. Interesting. Um, it, it's some brilliant work, like... <laughs> You know, I I don't know if Claire would show it physically or not, but it's it's impressive. Uh, but it all seems to be feeding into this small crystal panel. There's there's a few wires that that feed into everything else. Like this is a a big, complicated, uh, just mess of shit, pretty much. Oh. But it, All right. but it has, but it works. But it works, and it has a purpose, and it looks like a big, complicated mess of shit because it looks like somebody who had nothing to work with used what whatever they could get their hands on. Okay. So, and, and then there's a few. There's like three wires that feed into this small little uh, crystal-looking thing. Okay, so it's. It's a stabilizing system for this odd crystal. The odd crystal is what he's saying is the linchpin of this unusual material. He just said he was going to take you to what they see what you guys could cobble together to show you how he started to work with his system. So show me where this starts. He just kind of picks up the crystal between his middle finger and thumb and kind of gives it a little shake. It's like, all of this is just for for regulation and access into, into this. And he's just like, you know, he's, he's... She, she he's, looks at him expectantly. Yeah, and he's just, you know, kind of pauses to see if he... if you'll bite... Claire, Claire is not Claire is not hostile to him, but she's not. She's very just like, okay, okay. She's not as impressed with him as he is with himself. Yeah. 
Well, it doesn't look like he's impressed with himself. It just looks like he's fucking with you just for the sake of it. Claire doesn't imp- appear impatient, but doesn't no. appear patient either. She's mm. just sort of like, okay. Okay. Um, but uh, he's like this. She's flat. T- she's flat tiring his attempts to be clever. Uh, he was like, uh, after Star Shatter disappeared, uh, his people came and it wasn't the friendliest uh, encounter, but this was a piece that fell off of their ship that I happened to run across. And uh, just do I know who Star Shatter is? Star Shatterer is that you remember was your world's top tier Superman hero. He, okay. He's an alien. So real big deal. Yeah, he's an alien from a different world that This is fairly common knowledge cuz he shared this like his race is born with they're born with the ability to protect but each one has to find what they can protect and depending on what it is they become powerful enough to protect that thing. So it may be like a person or a place or whatever. Star Shatterer was powerful enough that his thing that he protected was Earth. Oh, okay. So he protected a planet. So that's a that's a yeah. All right. Yeah. And he uh, according to Horatio, he like all he says is that Star Shatterer disappeared and then his people came looking for answers. There was a fight. All right. Uh, and he's like, I found this and uh, this through all of this gives me access to this. And he kind of, you know, swipes, like rubs the dust off of it and everything. And this uh, slight hologram on comes off the edge just a, just a bit and everything. And it's just gibberish to you. It's this weird, uh, you know alphabet that you've never seen and he, and Horatio just kind of starts punching at things and swiping and, and kind of changing over and the hell is he doing? She's gonna she's gonna be trying to be fig- like she's not gonna sit passively and just be like oh wow I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. she's gonna be like what what the fuck is he doing? He he sees you watching and like he's still he's still typing on this thing and it looks like he'll this is a keyboard and then when he starts typing this other screen kind of pops up in front of it almost like a screen mm-hmm. and there's lines of this language and it looks like he's going in and filling or deleting and rewriting like different parts of it and uh, okay and he, he he sees you she's, watching. She's super tuned in to this. Yeah. yeah, she's she is trying to watch exactly what he's doing because she's not. This is this is this is something she can at least theoretically follow. So she's trying to. Yeah, and he just looks over at you while while still typing. He's just like, it's the aliens alphabet. Don't know what their name is. They never refer to themselves as anything. They don't refer to their own species as something. Nope. Odd concept, isn't it? And you picked this up, how? Oh, I may have found a individual that can 
three different languages and politely ask them to help me out. A meta. Yeah. A meta that works for future. No, 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 no. This is far before future. This is a recreation of uh, of what I used to make this. And he points at his suit. This seems very helpful. Do Isn't you have it? any documentation? Do you have anything like this you could share with me? Because I would really like to learn this. <laughs> oh, and he just taps his head. Right. Why would I, I write do anything that. down? Programmers, she says. <laughs> So now that we have this and he kind of he makes a motion to lift the the little uh, crystal tablet and the whole thing, you hear a thrum and the whole. Without the table, the whole thing just kind of lifts. He's like, shall we away? Yes. She says, and she says, not concealing her impatience. All right. Again, you feel this odd sensation of being turned inside out, and you're just right back in your lab. Oh. Hey everybody, it's Drew. Real quick, I just wanted to say thanks for listening, and this is not an ad. Uh, this is us just saying thank you to the podcasting community and sharing things that have inspired me, and hopefully might inspire or interest you all. And I am just want to talk real quick about this little section is going to be about sharing other podcasts that I've listened to that I really enjoy. And the first one that I want to talk about is the one that actually inspired me to do this because they do it as well. That is Monster Hour. It is a actual play podcast that takes place in Colorado. They use the Powered by the Apocalypse system, Monster of the Week. Great cast, great crew, great story. They put a ton of work into their stuff. If you haven't checked it out, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you can find them at uh, Monster Hour Pod. Thank you all so much. And uh, this music was actually brought to you by someone that we met on the Prowlers and Paragons Discord. They're Hypotenuse. Bandcamp. Uh, you can pick up their album there. Really good, dark, uh, electronic, excellent stuff. But again, thank you all so much for listening, and we're going to get back to it. Okay. She says, she says, as upon seeing that they're in her lab, she's okay. It's like, you have a table for me. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. And she goes over to one of her desks and musses and cleans some things off. All right. Yeah, and he just goes over and he sets this stuff down, all the all this equipment and everything kind of 
back in place. And he goes to sit down in this just stool, this very comfortable ergonomic stool out of thin air forms underneath him. He and he kind of turns the tablet towards you and he's still pressing and messing with a bunch of things. And without me going into specifics and rambling on and everything, he begins to go. He's very precise in what he tells you. Okay. Uh, in the sense that he's giving you information. Because he's explaining how he's accessing his suit, like how he accessed the material to do what so he, he is telling to, me. Yes, but he's not telling you like he's not telling you how to access it specifically. Like you get a sense that he's very guarded about this. Like it's like this is how it generally works, but I'm not going to tell you how to specifically access this. Blah blah blah. He's withholding very specific information that's very key. Clara makes note of this, but doesn't push forward. But yeah, he gives you a general rundown. Uh, and when the, the, the alphabet is unhelpful, he kind of starts gesturing in the air. And how he gestures like pictures start to form or schematics like he does a bunch of different types of things like sometimes he writes stuff out and everything and it's uh, he's able to select like different colors and everything you're not exactly sure how he's doing it but Aww. it looks like he's writing and then kind of in the middle of the air like this it just like this writing or, or drawings or whatever he's doing just kind of manifests very strange. Yeah, and so he 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 kind of gives you a rundown of at least what he believes, like how the suit is, uh, like it's generally like polymorphic structure of how it's because it's not. And you you discovered this in your in your general rundown that this is not like a base material and like. Oh, we have atoms and molecules that overlay beside each other and, you know, form a chain. Like, how basic matter is structured, this does not fall. The world, what we'd consider with basic, yeah. Right. This does so this not... Is some sort of alternate material composition. So this is very weird. Right. And very unusual and very foreign. Would Claire be surprised by this? This seems surprising. It it is to a certain extent. Um, Claire probably would have known about this. This kind of this material kind of reminds you of when an object, when the temperature of an object reaches close to absolute zero, which they still haven't been able to hit, but they've been able to right. get to a millionth of a degree above it. But something very interesting happens at that point molecules stop becoming molecules they lose their viscosity so when they they take the picture of this material it's in a cup and it runs up the cup because it has no it it, it has no uh friction whatsoever so it can travel up an object 
but something else very interesting happens. The molecules quit becoming, quit being round and become waves. So every molecule is itself, but it's also every single other molecule that it's touching at the same time. So, I mean, because temperature is a level of energy stored in molecules, right? generically speaking, when I yeah. say molecules. So when the energy level reaches zero, they lose their uh, independence from one another. Mm-hmm. It's like a string. Oh, is this where string theory comes from? It's like one string that now that it's not vibrating anymore, we can see it's just one string. Uh, not necessarily. It's it, it almost reaches the, the, the realm of metaphysics to a certain extent, whereas the singular object is still itself, but it's everything else that it's interacting with at the same time. That makes sense. Like that's well, it's, the, it's, it's, it's entropic level would decrease tremendously. Right. So, I mean, or increase, I guess, depending on which direction you're talking about. So, because it's going to become much more static as the energy. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. I follow what you're saying. Yes. So, so this is the, that's the closest analogy in your brain that you can come to to how this material is structured. Okay. Like, scientifically. So, based on the material, or based on the information that uh, Fergus gave you, Horatio thinks he can get you there, but he needs you to be able to Pinpoint the destination, and he needs you to, uh, because Fergus talked about some type of connection, like drawing him to this specific point. So he, uh, Horatio needs you to find a point to go to, and he needs you to find, and, and needs you to find an access point. That's what he, that's oh, what well. he's asking you for. Um, whereas he can. Well, how do I find that out? I mean, I I know where we end up choosing, but like, how does she find out what that place is going to be? Well, so Fergus told you that he went to 138's realm, and 138 fell into Shrinkersburg. So you need to be able to find 138's realm that apparently is part of this structure of some sort. Either that, like either this is some type of gateway or there's a microverse inside of this. Like, Oh. So I, pretty much what I'm doing is I'm leaving it up to you to, to narrate how you would like to go about trying to do this. Oh gosh. And then we'll we'll roll some dice and do all that good stuff. But the well, the the more either the more creative or the kind of the more interesting or in-depth, I'll give you additional dice or lower the difficulty. Okay. And you can and you can tell me how you want Horatio to help. <laughs> <laughs> 